Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 75 of Geek Out Nerd Rage. I'm Rob and I'm joined this week by two good friends of mine, uh, Mr. Munchakupas. Hello. And Kaylin. Hello. They are both friends that are here with me at uh, Summer Games Done Quick or SGDQ and we're here having a lot of fun being nerds around video games, which <laughs> is a great time. Um, in particular, Muncha is unique. He is one of the actual people that is running a game here at SGDQ. He's going to be running the low percent category of uh, Shovel Knight. Um, do you want to kind of explain that really quick for people who don't understand what that is? Uh, yeah, low percent is basically you play through the game without any upgrades, so I don't buy any extra health. I don't buy uh, any items to help me move through the map. It's just me and my shovel. And I just have as to... God intended it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just have to find ways to like manipulate enemies and and the environment to my advantage to try and go fast. Um, that's pretty much all it is. <laughs> You're the current world record holder of that category as well. I am. Um, what is your current world record time? Uh, Forty eight minutes thirty seconds. And what do you think? What will you be happy with when it I, comes to this run? I would be happy if I got a run that's currently faster than my current any percent time, which is forty seven thirty nine. So I, of course you would. I, I would sure. need a literal god run, kind of, but <laughs> it can be done uh -huh. if I try hard enough. I believe in you. Um, that's actually kind of the, the connection between the three of us, really, has been Shovel Knight and that community that surrounds the Shovel Knight game. Um, I have not really done too much in terms of it. I've pretended to learn. Um, <laughs> I, I know the ideas. I know the theories. I have not been able to execute personally. Um, but that's really what has brought, I, I would say, the three of us together as friends. Um, I know that's how, Muncha, you came to find me, at yeah. least, was I was... A, practicing quote-unquote uh, the any percent route and from Busta Wolf who's another friend of ours who's sadly not here um, you came in and started talking in my channel mm -hmm. and it's been really cool to see the the friendship kind of evolve from there yeah um, and Kaylin yours was a little bit different um, I know that I came to find you actually through uh, Kung Fu and Firefly's chat mm -hmm. we're talking there I'm not sure what it was I think Maybe someone gave me a shout-out in my last game played was Shovel Knight, and then you were like, oh, my God, Shovel Hype. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I was like, yes, this is a game I love. And thus our friendship was born. <laughs> indeed, indeed. What brought you to decide that you wanted to actually learn to run Shovel Knight? Um, so I played Shovel Knight originally on the 3DS, um, and I was kind of interested in speedrunning them, but hadn't decided to run it yet, especially not on 3DS, because it's terrible. But, um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, Don't do that. Once I started streaming, um, I just kind of, I loved that game so much, and I had played it on stream that I decided I wanted to learn any percent, um, and that kind of just took off from there. I'm not very good. I casually run on occasion. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, I've completed a full run. Hey, now. <laughs> she, every chance she gets she <laughs> loves to get that little dig in just reminding me that i haven't actually completed a run well, yeah. you're, under an <laughs> you're under an hour and a half though which is the achievement goal which is still really good yeah my fastest time is one hour and 23 minutes which um that's without a lot of skips or anything so i'll take it yeah no that's definitely a very very solid run um i'm excited uh tomorrow which is going to be when this podcast actually comes out um, is when Munch's run is going to be, and we're going to have a chance to talk with the developers of the game as well, mm -hmm. yeah. which I'm super excited for. Um, Yacht Club Games has been really active in the speedrunning community for their game, which I think is really awesome. I know, Munch, you've been involved with them a lot recently. Yeah. Particularly, you know, Shane uh, is one of the guys that's often in your channel yeah. when you're running. 
Um, and you've been able to talk with a lot of people, it seems like, from Yacht Club. So what's yeah. that experience been like for you? Um, I've mainly just interacted with Shane, but uh, I pretty much have free reign to go onto Twitter or email and spam them and be like, hey, this is broken or doesn't work, uh, which is rarely the case. But um, <laughs> It's I, more like, yeah, yeah, I found something fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have beta tested some things for them, and I have let them know. And there was one instance where I said, hey, in this one menu, I'm able to control the character. That should not be happening. And Shane said, okay, I'll let Ian know. And then five minutes later, fixed. I'm like, okay, that was fast. <laughs> well, there was, you're talking about a little bit, you've gotten to test a little bit of the DLC that's going to be coming out yeah. eventually. Um, Soon. T- trademark. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has that been like, being able to test something that's not even kind of completed? Uh, well, sort of. It, it's mostly complete. Well, it, the campaign is pretty much complete. There's very few bugs. The menu bug is something that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that's the, really the only major bug. Um, I've tested challenge mode and some of the other areas in the game. Like the, All the main levels are done. It's the bonus levels that are still kind of um, not completely done. Gotcha. <laughs> but I was still able to complete some of them, even though there's literally no floor <laughs> in several rooms. <laughs> there you go. Um, but that's been a really cool experience for you, I'm guessing, yeah, getting it, to talk with them and like, work with them on that. As someone interested in game development myself, it's been interesting to see uh, like how they go about the process, and like, I, especially the challenge mode. I've seen all the various edits of all the challenges they've made, and it's just it's neat to see the feedback they get and how they apply it and like how their philosophy works. What's been the biggest surprise for you doing that kind of thing for them? Um... I think it was really just I was surprised they even asked me to do it in the first place because hmm. it was kind of it kind of feels like winning a major sweepstakes. <laughs> <laughs> like I did a thing. Yeah, um, there are some cool Easter eggs in the new campaign that I can't shed any light on, unfortunately, right now. But trust me, it's fun. <laughs> I, I have no doubt about that. I'm excited for the DLC. Um, I, I think it'll be a a nice added bit of energy to the game again. I think yeah. a lot of people are excited for that to come out. Um, Going back to kind of your involvement, Kalen, what was your, besides me yelling at you in a chat, um, what, what is your uh, kind of experience with the Shovel Knight community been like? Um, well, I remember even initially, I might not have even have started, I might have just started practicing any mm-hmm. percent, and I initially had Busta Wolf come in. And it that was, happened to me too. Yeah, and it was for me like I, as a new streamer, I think I'd only been streaming for like a week, and it was just like you know you don't want it, especially over like other people who are just regular speedrunners and streamers. But I was like, oh man, that's like former world record holder in my chat. Okay, that's not you know no pressure, no pressure. It's cool. Like, yeah. but it's one of those things, and especially this game, I feel that um, you know everyone just wants to see other people playing it and enjoying it as well, I agree. and like wants to share strats. And it's just like one of those exciting games where you're like, oh yeah, someone else is playing this. Like I'm gonna go watch and talk about it like um and then Muncha came in shortly after and I don't even think I knew that you were the low percentage world record holder when you came in I was just like hi and you're like I run this game too and then yeah it just kind of went from there uh started you know hanging out and I, I lurk a lot in other streams especially in Muncha's I don't usually say I, anything I, do that too. I, <laughs> um, I lurk a lot in your stream <laughs> but it's just one of those very friendly communities where everyone's just like stoked on this game and like wants to see other people run it and gets excited when other people are running it too. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I had the same experience actually with Busta. Um, I was practicing planes as one does um, (laughs) and and he came in and I had actually been referring to his world record video as what should I be doing in these various rooms? How should I be approaching it? And to have him come in and just be so open and excited 
to have someone running this game that he loved so much was awesome. And then I'm, I think that's probably how you came in was he was like, hey, you should check out this guy. He's trying to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I credit Busta a ton in terms of helping this community be what it is and really kind of growing and being excited for it. Because as far as I know, and I don't know all the details, it wasn't always that way. Um, there seemed to be a bit of a, a schism um, between certain people. There was for a little while, but we, we don't need to talk about that if you don't want to, unless you want to talk about it. I, I don't think we need to necessarily. I think it was, from my understanding, it was somebody who was very unhappy with a number of things. And I think that there are things that Yacht Club has actually been really awesome about addressing. Um, in particular... You know, one of the things that I, I understood was the overworld uh, RNG or random number generation with enemy encounters that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that Yacht Club has just come out and patched. Yeah. Which has been really cool to see. Like a, a developer who is that involved with their community of speedrunners that they're like, yeah, well, let's fix that. Let's go ahead and make something better for you guys. Um, have you noticed being someone who's a little bit more involved or a little bit higher up in that <laughs> in that speedrunning process than I have, have you noticed a lot of that those changes happening in the game or uh, what has that been like for you there haven't been as many changes since that one patch uh, <laughs> that was a big one that was a huge yeah patch, they I know they want to go back and fix Specter Knight and make him a little better <laughs> um, I've suggested changing even still the first two enemies on the map just because they are still annoying but I would be fine if they didn't change them um other than that, not a whole lot is different for speedrunners. Some of the new challenges really test your skills of the physics, um, which I don't even know if I can mention <laughs> any of this, but it really doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> um, there is one challenge where I literally thought it was impossible, for even for a speedrunner. Oh, wow. Um, and I told them that, and then they did implement a change to make it better. But there's still one section in that where, unless you really understand the physics of the game, you will not finish it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that they are still wanting to challenge even the top-tier players. Yeah. That's something that's really cool to yeah. me. Um, what's been your, both of you, what's been your experience with the other people in the community? Because, I mean, we're all over the place. I know I'm in Pittsburgh. Muncher, you're out in California. Yep. And, Kaylin, you're in Colorado? Yes, Colorado. Yes, I remembered things. <laughs> um so we're pretty spread out, and yeah. what what has your experience been like interacting with the other people that are runners of the game? You know, just being making friendships or communication, anything along those lines. Everyone I've interacted with so far has just been absolutely wonderful. Um, I know a big one that comes into my chat still from time to time, and who I've stolen some uh, Frank or Face emotes from is uh, Maestro. Um, <laughs> Maestro is absolutely awesome. Maestro is fantastic. Has yeah. some really good emotes. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I haven't encountered anyone who hasn't been like, uh, "You suck at Shovel Knight." Like, <laughs> you know, um, it's just one of those really friendly sharing communities where it's like, you, you're never gonna get crap for like not doing well. It's Amazing, which is really nice, especially as a new speedrunner. Like, Shovel Knight's the first game I decided to speedrun, and I wouldn't say it's the easiest game to speedrun, but it's probably the most... Um, I think Buster Wolf has even said that it's one of those games where if you play it a lot, you'll get better, period. Um, yeah. Because it's just purely, like, getting used to everything and getting used to the physics of the game and the um, techniques of the game. So it's it's just been really cool coming in as a new speedrunner and, like, being welcomed and whatnot it's very nice what what made you decide this is a game that i do want to speed run as opposed to looking at other games that you might want to learn instead 
Um, I think just because it was like purely fun. I think that what I just said about uh, it being one of those games where the more you play it, the better you'll get. Mm -hmm. That was really big. Like I didn't have to worry about you know complicated skips or glitches or anything like that. Um, as well as uh, I really like the music. Oh my god! Let <laughs> me take a moment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's one of those games where man, I really don't mind hearing those songs just hundreds of times, um, and then I listen to them even when I'm not playing. So yeah, even I mean. I've done Planes percent over and over and over again, <laughs> and I still love Planes. Yeah. I still love the I, music. I will never get tired of that theme, yeah. ever. <laughs> it's it's so good, and, and I think that, for me, was a big reason that I wanted to do it as well. It's like, okay, I can see myself literally spending hundreds of hours learning this game and grinding this game. Um, how many hours have you put in on PC, do you think? On PC alone? That's yeah. That's an interesting question, because I started on... My first playthrough was on 3DS. It took me like six and a half hours. <laughs> uh, then I switched to Wii U. It was the reason I bought a Wii U, uh, which now I don't use, unfortunately, very much. <laughs> but um, Come on, get that Splatoon speedrun, man. <laughs> uh, I had maybe 200 hours on Wii U, and then I've been playing the PC version since December. Uh, and even though my practice file only reads 88 hours, I do quit out of it a lot without saving. Um I'm easily over a thousand hours at this point, definitely, because each run takes, you know, just under an hour, mm. and I've completed at least 130 runs that I know of. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's just that's a lot of investment. You yeah, know, a lot of time investment. I know that you and I both have a music background, mm -hmm. so that idea of sitting and practicing and grinding that same thing over and over again yeah. is something that we're used to doing. Yeah, it's nothing um, new to me. Yeah, exactly. And Ken, I know that you've been you're. A visual artist. I don't know about your musical background, if you have one, really. Um, but obviously, with your art, I, I've seen you, you know, tweeting out, "Hey, I'm practicing these things mm -hmm. just with your art as well." Do you think that that has kind of influenced the way that you approach, you know, learning speedruns or anything like that? Oh yeah, I'll still. I mean, even with art, I'll still take days where I'm literally just drawing lines, straight lines on pages of paper. I mean, just to get used to hand movement and stuff and being comfortable. And that's one of those things that you practice regularly. So I think uh, art definitely comes with a lot of patience and obviously so does speed running. Um, so I'm sure that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Um, so what, moving away from Shovel Knight exclusively, what have you guys experienced in terms of the communities in Twitch? Because I think from channel to channel, there are going to be differences, but there are definitely going to be a lot of similarities as well. Um, as I said, I know you, Kaylin, from a lot from Fi Fi and Kung Fu's mm -hmm. chats, uh, who, which are very similar in my mind. The way that the streamers interact with their chats, the way that their chats interact and you know, are you know, reciprocating all that positivity that those streamers are putting out. What is your, what have both of you, I guess, been, been experiencing in terms of other streams or other channels? Um, it's really funny, too, because Kung Fu has a lot to do with what finally motivated me to start streaming. I had wanted to do it for a really long time, but coming from um, very toxic communities uh, that I was initially in in Twitch, because I started watching league tournaments mm. uh, <laughs> back in the day. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, coming from that kind of community, you are just used to being like, well, chat is toxic and you just watch tournaments. And then uh, I think I found Kung Fu just after AGDQ during her... Uh, uh, front page spotlight. Oh yeah, her there partner was spotlight. Her partner spotlight for an entire week. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I heard. <laughs> I heard that was fun. Um, chat. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's still. It was still for the positive. most part. It was really positive, and I think mm -hmm. that has a lot to do with just kind of a. Uh, 
you know, cultivating a positive community. But after hanging out there and uh, kind of finding, like, getting more into the speedrunning community, like, that was, like, oh, man, so I can I can stream as a girl and actually have, like, respective, friendly communities. Um, and Kung Fu was kind of the reason, like, wow, that's actually a possibility. And I think it just starts with, like, kind of laying out that groundwork of having, like, a friendly, positive, mm-hmm. welcoming community in the mm-hmm. first place. And then that just breeds more positivity. So, yeah, uh, so far I've had a really positive experience with Twitch overall, and I think it just has a lot to do with, like, the kind of people you surround yourself with and make friends with in the first place. I I agree. I had a similar kind of path into Twitch. Mine wasn't League. Mine was StarCraft. (laughs) I would watch StarCraft II tournaments and go from there. And the first people that I really watched as individual streamers were Fi-Fi and Kung Fu. And those chats definitely are places of positivity and places that you can feel comfortable to talk which I think has been something that I don't see in a lot of other Mm -hmm. places Um, I think within that sphere of streamers that you see around them they're very similar Mm -hmm. but yeah there are definitely those toxic communities like you're talking about Mm -hmm. with League and the GDQ chat (laughs) to an extent but I, I agree entirely. You know, if the streamer has that positivity and has that kind of cultivated uh, atmosphere, even that time on the front page, you know, as a mod, we were all, all right, all right batting down the hatches, get ready for this. This is going to be people that aren't normally here. Mm-hmm. But let's make sure that we're putting our best foot forward and we're making sure that they do feel welcome. So I'm glad that that was the case, you know, mm-hmm. coming from someone who was coming from oh yeah from kung fu's chat. chat was the first chat that i ever even spoke in on twitch i mean five eyes was mine yeah like it's just it makes a big difference when you're like wow these are actually like friendly cool people that i could like hang around and then all of a sudden you know you come into chat and you're like hey you know rss dev fox like somewhat how's everyone <laughs> doing and, like you're getting all these hellos back and everything and it's just like crazy that you know it's it's cool to become a part of that yeah i when i first started hanging out in their chats Having them and actually the moderators in the channel recognize who you are is a huge, huge thing. So I, I can completely understand where you're coming from in that. It's like that excitement, you know, hey, I'm, I'm back and hanging out with my friends. That's something that's really cool. Uh, and how about you, for you, Mancha? How has that been in terms of your experience? Uh, my experience in the speedrunning community is very positive. There are very few bad eggs that I've encountered. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. What's interesting is like the different sub-communities, depending on either game or even Twitch team, like, there's the Tropical hmm. Freeze community that I've been hanging out with all week here at GDQ. Uh, those guys are really funny. They're great guys. Uh, <laughs> there's Mr. Shasta and all his community in the rookery, and they all love memes. So <laughs> it really re- made me realize that I love memes. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically all that GDQ is, full of memes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Constant um, memes. But it it's amazing that you can really... No matter what game you speedrun, you can go into someone's chat and just ask them questions about it, and no one will really reprimand you for being like an idiot or not knowing or for not knowing something. Um, everyone's been very positive and encouraging, no matter what game you're running, no matter what genre. Especially in the Shovel Knight community, there aren't like there's no bad eggs in our community. Like all the really good players, we kind of poke and prod at each other, like, "Hey, do better, um, <laughs> get better, scrub." <laughs> yeah, but it it's never been like a an unfriendly rivalry. It's always been a very nice, supportive, like, uh, like when from uh, Primorix, a shovel line any percent runner, he beat my time by a good margin, like almost a minute. 
and I wasn't mad, I wasn't angry, I just wished him well, and I've continued to watch him uh, progress, and he's going to get the record soon, and I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, you think he's going to take it from Engage? He will take it by a mile, guaranteed. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hear that, Engage, get your button <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really love that everyone is excited to just make their game better. I think that's something that I've heard a lot from every community. It's not an individual effort. It's not one person working alone to try and make things better. It's everyone working together to try and improve strats and try and get that time as low as physically possible. Yeah. You know, everyone is super excited whenever something new is found. Like, I'll see on a regular basis, you'll be tweeting out, hey, check out this thing. Take a look at this video of this new way of approaching something. And there's nothing better than being a part of that community and helping come up with one of those things. Yeah. Like, you really feel a part of a community when you have found out something that makes it better for everybody. Yeah. And you just want to be a part of that and and part of that excitement. Uh, I I experienced it myself, and you were there for it, Mm -hmm. with one of the Beatle skips. Yeah. (laughs) And that was one of the coolest parts ever. I, I really more than ever felt like I was actually part of that community because everyone was there helping me learn and then all of a sudden here's something new that's come out of this guy who has not completed a run (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest I'll I'll be the first to admit it and and yet has been able to contribute in some way to this community yeah I think that is something that's really cool then people are excited that people just want to play the game yeah and they just want to make it better. Especially in Shovel Knight. Like, whenever we find a new speedrunner, it's always me or Zulag that's one of the first two in the chat. <laughs> and I, wait, I, you know, I say hello, I wish them well, and I'd be like, oh, don't worry, the rest will show up. And they just say, the rest? What do you mean by that? And I'm like, you'll see. And then, like, five minutes later, you'll, <laughs> yeah, you'll see Engage, Taiwan, Maestro, uh, Diesel will come in at some point. Um, it... <laughs> We have our fun little group called the Spade Brigade, and we're called that for a reason. We travel in a pack. <laughs> <laughs> we will move here, and yeah. then we will move over here. Basically. <laughs> and, and that I, I love that everyone just wants to be there for each other. Yeah. And wants to be a part of it. Um, are there any other games that either of you are really interested in learning right now? Um, anything that you want to try and do beyond Shovel Knight? There I know are, that you've toyed uh, around with stuff. At, there at are points. way too many. There, there's <laughs> games I want to play because of nostalgia. There's games I want to play simply because they look like fun speedruns. Uh, cave Story is one of them, and I've gotten to meet one of the Cave Story runners here, and I'm actually going to be on the couch for his run. That's awesome. Um, and I do intend to learn that game. It's just that it's extremely, it's an extremely difficult game to run. Just it's because of the very way it technical. Works. Um, but it's again back to that like community feel no matter what community you're trying to join it seems like people are excited to try and teach you about it and I have yet to encounter anyone from any different community where I ask them a question and they like get mad at me it's usually just a calm response like oh no you do it this way like I had that experience with the Four Swords Adventures runners uh, the other night they were doing a co-op run oh yeah I saw that actually I, I was hanging out with them for a good six hours while they did some levels and mini-games. Um, so we just got to joke around and have fun watching them break things that shouldn't <laughs> be broken. That part is the, the cool thing to me, is just watching a community break a game. <laughs> just come together and get excited about breaking things that shouldn't be done. Yeah. Um, what about you, Kaylin? Has there been stuff that you're ex- excited to run? I know you've been doing a lot of more casual stuff with your stream. Oh, yeah. No, I do play a lot of casual games. But, as I you mean, guys know, so I, I also <laughs> am a huge Zelda fan, and that's yep. all I've been playing lately. Um, 
with that, I think um, right now I'm actually doing a blind run of uh, Minish Cap. I would be interested in learning that afterwards. I'm really enjoying it so far. And if not, I'm probably looking at learning Link Between Worlds after that. That's a oh, fun run to watch. It's so, really hard in some spots, but it's really fun. So I would, I just, I love Zelda so much that I can see, like, no matter what game I pick in that genre, like, I'm going to be happy playing it, I think. so. You don't think that you want to do Oot? I don't know if I would <laughs> want to do just because of how many glitches there are. I'm like, it's like, very glitch heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could at some point, but then that just gets so complicated with like all yeah. the different like versions of the game and playing it on N64. Not saying I would never do it, but hey, I'm I'm a beginner here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know Sheppy, my brother, has been toying around with learning Majora's Mask, and he's been having a lot of fun with that. And that seems like. It's not as glitch-heavy. There are definitely some things that are still fairly glitched in that game, but it's not nearly to the extent mm-hmm. yeah. as Ocarina of Time. We don't have a less-than-18-minute world record in Majora's <laughs> Mask. With, uh, with a brand-new stretch just being found less than, what, six months ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that? That was insane. Um, but at the same time, that, I think, Ocarina of Time, at least, between Ocarina of Time and uh, Super Mario, I would say those are the big like infection vectors for a lot of people yeah like, those are the games that people will watch in terms of being introduced to speedruns. it's it's the biggest marks of nostalgia in gaming history really i would agree like you, you could go downstairs to the ballroom right now and ask anybody have you played ocarina of time or mario 64 and 99.99 repeating percent of the time they would say <laughs> yes yeah it's really cool that we all have that shared experience as well as a community and while i have no interest in learning how to run either of those games <laughs> i don't either honestly <laughs> i can still appreciate them for what they are yeah i can still appreciate ocarina of time for being this insanely glitched game that is still really interesting because you're abusing these mechanics in ways that they would never ever be abused in a normal run yeah um skip which is where you skip, there's a basically a guard that mm-hmm. protects you from getting out of uh, Kakriko Village um, before you're supposed to. Is Kikiri that right? Forest. Kikiri, Kikiri Forest. Forest. Fuck. <laughs> um, sorry, it's I all good. failed. I know, it's the... Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, getting out of the forest. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but... The, the original Mido skip was just swimming in a void underneath him, basically. And now they found a way that you can basically launch yourself through the back of his house. Yep. And that gets you out. That's insane. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. absolutely bonkers to me. I, I really wonder where some of these things come from. Because you look <laughs> at some of these tricks, especially in Ocarina of Time, and you just wonder to yourself, how would you even think to try that in the first place yeah who figured this out and what compelled yeah. them to even try some of these things it's been fun to, for me because i've been experiencing a lot this week with uh, a guy named malio mm-hmm. who has been breaking paper mario mm-hmm. recently he's yep. been really working hard to try and get the world record holder almo or almalicious uh, to come back to the to speed running that game because basically he has world record right now there's no one really challenging him in it. So he's not coming back to it. Yeah. He's moved on. There's nothing new for him to do in it yet. Exactly. However, in the time that I've been here, I've heard him, Malio get excited about three or four different new things that he's figured out by going in and looking at the code of the game or running with a, a TAS or tool-assisted uh, bot that will help him out 
with the really, really precise things to make it easier for him to see, is this at all possible? So I think that's where you're seeing it. And I actually watched Cosmo go through and try and figure out how to do uh, the original Mido skip. And he was looking at it frame by frame, looking at the angles, putting it into an emulator. And that's how, I, I, from my experience, people break the games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, particularly with those super, super big breaks that happen is people are going in and looking at the code of the game itself and trying to figure out, okay, how can I abuse this? How can I make this do things that it doesn't want to do, but I want it to? Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Another game like that is uh, Metroid Prime 21%. You use It's similar oh, to Shovel Knight what? 1%. You use the minimal amount of items. You don't even get double jump. So there's several oh, segments where you have to perform uh, really specific bomb jumps and unmorphs to certain spots, uh, abuse scan dashes. Um there's one guy, he's, he goes by Justin DM Speedruns. I've been watching him do some 21% runs recently, and I, I honestly think it's one of the most technical speedruns I've ever seen. If you, have, awesome. if you have a chance to watch it, go watch go watch any speedrun, but especially the world record, because he gets nearly everything first try. And That's if you, awesome. <laughs> if you've played Metroid Prime and you watch this happen, like he stands on platforms that don't even exist, technically. It, it's mind-blowing. Besides the games that you've run... What are the kind of favorite games that you've had over time? You know, the ones that you are excited to go back and play over and over again. It doesn't even matter, you know, what it is. But what has been that game for you or games? Outside of speedrunning? Yeah, outside of speedrunning. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Actually, oh. I'm replaying that right now. Chrono Trigger, <laughs> I think, for me, will always be that game like that I can go back to, especially with all the different ways that you can beat it, like all the different endings and just... Man, that is such a fabulous RPG. Like, everything I've about it. I've never played it. You need to play it. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I will. I have been meaning to play it, and I know I need to. You definitely do. I mean, and it's one of those I feel games. she doesn't like me that much anymore. <laughs> Nonsense. I have lost respect. It's definitely one of those games, though, where, like, the. I mean, even for as old school as it is, the artwork is absolutely wonderful the Mm -hmm. characters are well written the storyline is really enthralling um the tech moves that you can earn like in the game um where you combine combine like every different character in twos and threes and have all these different setups like it's just a really cool system and it's it's still a great game like that game will always be hands down one of my favorite games to play period okay nice how are you much uh for me it's yoshi's island that is actually my favorite name and the reason i have my namesake (laughs) yes i actually did not know that that was yoshi's full name until i met you uh i the reason that is my name is because i had a different twitch name but no one knew how to pronounce it uh what was it and (laughs) it was quixotry Okay. Q-U-I-X-O-T-R-Y. No one knows how to pronounce it when you look at it. And so I deleted that account, and then right. I decided I need a new Twitch account, because this was before I had started speedrunning. Mm. Um, so it, the, the day I decided to make a new account, I, the article came out uh, about revealing Yoshi's last name as T. Yoshi Munchakupas, and I just thought, well, Yoshi's Island was my favorite game as a kid. Uh, so I guess I'll just go with that. It's silly, it's catchy, it's memorable. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and it's easy to shorten. Muncha. It yeah. works out really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had a Super Nintendo and Yoshi's Island, I would be playing that. <laughs> I would be speedrunning Hundo, and I'd be hating myself. <laughs> Can you do it on VC? Uh, no, because that is technically the Game Boy Advance version. Oh. As far as I know. The things I learned. There today. are speedruns for that, but I don't think it has... There are slight differences that you can't... You just can't do some things in it. 
Hmm, not as much, but yeah. And now I know. These are <laughs> things that I had no idea about. Are there any more what I would call modern games that you guys have really enjoyed or had really impact you within the last, you know, we'll say five, ten years? Hmm. I'd have to think about that for a moment. Uh, Twilight Princess is definitely one of them. It's yeah. probably my favorite Zelda. Oh, really? Just, okay. I, in E3 2000, I think it was four. I remember mm, I s- yes. something. I saw the uh, reveal trailer, and I like I legit cried when I saw it because <laughs> <laughs> I I was just so happy. It looked so beautiful. The there were you could fight things on horseback. There was a giant world to explore. Um, I camp- I actually camped out for a Wii on the release day. Nice. Uh, and I played it for a week straight, and I beat it on Thursday of my Thanksgiving break. And I just kind of stared at the credit screen and thought, now what? <laughs> I, this was my week. Now what do I do? Yeah, well, there there goes that. But that game will never get boring to me. I can't speedrun it because I don't have the GameCube version, but mm. I kind of prefer having just the casual memories and doing casual playthroughs. There are some games that, yeah, I don't want to touch as a speedrun because that would make me hate myself a little yeah. bit. Because, there, yeah, there, there are games that are just so good and so memorable that I don't want to, you know, grind it so much that I decide at some point i don't ever want to look at this game again yeah. i don't want that to happen that has yet to happen to me with shovel knight but it's only been a year Give time. <laughs> <laughs> i got some time still how about for you um that's funny because twilight princess is actually a really big one for me too just because the story in that game is like so good ridiculous like uh i mean everything about that game and the ending is just really I mean, like, really, it, really upsetting in some ways. It's very, <laughs> like, not melodramatic, but it's very... It's a it's bit very bittersweet. Yes, like, that's the word I just, wanted. Um, and Midna was one of those characters where initially I think you're like, I really hope this isn't another Navi. And then, <laughs> you know, as the game progresses, Midna just turns into this, like, really fantastic, like, amazing character with a lot of depth and personality that I don't think you expect at the start of the game. No, um, yeah, I definitely I didn't that. expect it. Like, I actually cared about Midna during the section where you have to save her. Mm-hmm. I, I was legitimately concerned. Like, is she gonna die? Yeah. Is, is this the end? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, recently for me, I actually just finished Skyward Sword for the first time. I put that off for a while so that I could um, play it on stream, and uh, I went into that completely blind uh, other than some story spoilers that I was aware of, but like very like brief spoilers because I have Hyrule Historia. But um, I have that too. It's fantastic. I was really surprised by how hard that game hit me in some ways, being as big of a fan as I am of the series. Because like when you're powering up the Goddess Sword into the Master Sword, I think that first time that you like. Um, get through like the trial and then the dungeon and link actually like holds the sword up and it makes the sound is just like i like i was trying not to tear up because i was like oh shit this is like history being made right here um yeah it's the origins of this entire world yeah and that was like way more powerful for me than i was actually expecting just even like like oh man like this is so crazy right now um and that whole game was another one that was just like really cool all the way through for me especially like the end and everything too Mm -hmm. like it's you know it's like the birth of a series but 
at the end of the series. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's the latest game, and yet it is the one that happens first chronologically. Of yeah. course. And there are few things more confusing than the Zelda timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, that, that is just kind of funky. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, for me, I would have to say one of the games that just absolutely blew my mind with its how it was done was um, Bioshock Infinite. Yes. Bioshock, that's actually another one I was thinking of. Too. Bioshock Infinite, for me, had amazing storytelling, amazing voice acting. The music was gorgeous. And it was... In, unless you had gotten the spoilers, it really was a series of, you know, twists that you were not necessarily expecting. And I just, I love that game developers are willing to take these kinds of risks. Because Bioshock had been a franchise that was fairly well established. You know, Bioshock 1 and 2 were not games that were flops. They were very well received. Yeah. And Bioshock Infinite is so vastly different than those first two games. Well, for one, it's not underwater. Well, yes, <laughs> that is definitely part of it. Um, that I was very happy to see a development team go in such a different uh, direction with that. Um, are there any games that are coming out that you're excited for or anything in the future that you're excited to see? Uh the new Zelda, obviously, still yeah. we're still on still on Zelda. I am interested to see how big that would be. I have a feeling we like Zelda in this room. Uh, yes, maybe a bit. Just a smidge. <laughs> Other than that, I hope there's a new Metroid game that I am looking forward to Federation Force, but I hope there's a more traditional one coming, mm-hmm. just because that is technically my favorite game series. Oh, I did. Uh, okay, there you go. Um, as for anything else coming or coming out soon, I really can't think of anything because I'm a Nintendo fanboy, and there's pretty much nothing coming out, sadly. (laughs) That's actually... People are saying, hey, you should buy a Wii U, and I kind of want to. There are games that I would play on it, but with the NX so close, it it just doesn't make sense. If the NX doesn't have backwards compatibility, a Wii U would be kind of sort of worth it, but if it uh, does have backwards compatibility, just wait. Yeah. I'm very concerned... That Nintendo is gonna shoot itself in the foot with the NX. I hope that's not the I'm, case. I'm concerned I have faith. too, but <laughs> it makes sense from a business standpoint because let's face it, the Wii U has failed compared to the Wii. Yes, it has. It hasn't even sold so. 10 million units worldwide. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Um. So releasing a new console makes sense because if you want to get people hyped and try and make money, you release something that's bigger and better and maybe does more things. I, I think they have to release a console that is going to be technically competitive with the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. Because right now the Wii U just isn't. Yeah. They, they've been trading on the novelty of their features. Yeah. But that's actually, in my mind, forced a lot of... Well, not forced, but it's caused a lot of developers to not want to make their games for the Wii U. Which is unfortunate, because mm-hmm. it is a good console. I like that I have one. Mm-hmm. It's just there aren't a whole lot of, like, must-have games. Like, I have Mario 3D World... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to 100% it, but I just, for the life of me, cannot get myself to do so. Yeah. Um, I think, in my mind, the Wii U is what the Wii should have been. Yes. And yes. the NX, hopefully, will be what the Wii U should have been. 
Yeah. I think a big thing for them, if they want to be successful, is they have to give us some more of their flagship titles and they need series. Um, mm-hmm. I know a big one. People are really looking for another Super Mario Sunshine. Like, that's huge. Um, obviously, Metroid. I mean, that, I don't even need to say anything about that, <laughs> honestly. I do think, though, that uh, Federation Force is really a way for them to introduce and reintroduce that series to gamers because it's yeah. been so long um so i'm hoping that they are working I'm, I'm pretty sure they're working on a main they title have to the, be there are rumors that they are and the story is set up for it but i did also um notice that uh zelda u is now missing from their list of 2016 titles that they just published mm. so yeah. That's a uh, that's a little disheartening. Although I've said this before, once they already pushed back Zelda U, um, I fully expect that game to be wonderful, um, and I'm glad that they've decided to push it back. I'd rather them release it late than give us something that's not going to be as good as it could be. I mean, not that I want it to right, come out late. But <laughs> you know what I think they're gonna do? Just like they did with Twilight Princess, they released it. They released mm-hmm. Twilight Princess for the Wii. At launch, and then a month later, they released it on GameCube because they promised people, "Hey, we've been making this for mm-hmm. GameCube. You're gonna get it." I think they're probably gonna do the same thing with the new yep. one: is release it for the Nintendo X and then release it for Wii U because they've already been developing it for Wii U. So why not? Do I, it anyway? I think that that is the one of the more intelligent things that they could do, and yes. I know that's why the Wii initially sold so well. Yes, oh, yeah. is because Obviously. there was that big name launch title. There wasn't for the Wii U. There, there just, was not. There was not. And if they can bring Metroid at the same time, that's going to make the NX really If they can bring all their heavy actually. hitters, like if they were able to bring in a Zelda game, a Metroid game, and some kind of Mario game. That is not they, 3D World. That is not <laughs> yes. 3D. Like a true 3D, not a 2.5D, like yes. I would call 3D World. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would say a true 3D what people refer to as Stargetter games, things like Sunshine or Mario Galaxy. I actually enjoyed Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 a lot. I did too. As much grief as people give them, I found them to be enjoyable games. They were. Um, But I think if they had those titles, even just two of the three, but if they had all three, done. I'm buying it day one. I think something else they definitely need to do, which for some reason they won't, is bring back like things like F-Zero, Earthbound, um, Ice Climbers. They've got so many IPs at their disposal that they just like, aren't bringing back. And, and they it's fun like with Smash, the most recent one, they've been they had the polls like, okay, who do you want in this game? What characters would you love to see Shovel in this Knight. game? Shovel Knight, please. <laughs> um, not that we're biased. Uh, <laughs> but you you saw the people bringing back some really classic names. And that was really fun to see. Mm-hmm. That was really fun to see people harkening back. Everyone would love to see Banjo-Kazooie come back. Yeah. They would love to see that happen in you know, Smash Brothers. It's not going to happen, sadly, for Nintendo just as a game series. Ukulele hopefully will be as happy and nice as I want it to be. So far, <laughs> it looks like it. It yeah. does, and I'm excited. Um, but I think a lot of people would be very happy to see some of those older IPs come back. Yeah, um, I've been saying this for a long time. The easiest way for Nintendo to print their own money is to release a Pokemon MMO, but I don't no. think that's ever going to happen. If they did that, they could never release anything else because no one would want to play a new 
Pokemon on the DS because why I would agree. you play it if you could just play the MMO? I agree. It, 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 that's why I said it's never going to happen, but it's the way that they would print their money. Yeah. Or just release a lot of a lot more of their uh, older titles on BC. Like, oh my god, people have been be eating nice. that up. There's a Game Boy Advance emulator on the Nintendo DS, and unless you have the Ambassador program from getting it in the first six months it was out, you don't have access to it. That's dim. Right? They they are releasing Game Boy Advance games on the Wii U VC, but not mm-hmm. the 3DS. Does that make any sense? Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that there have been a lot of decisions that have been made by Nintendo that I don't quite understand, but then again, they are, you know, making their calls that they want to make. I just don't want them to see... I don't want to see them go the way of Sega and yeah. just become a software production yeah, company. Yeah, I would not like that. As much as... As much as the consoles may not seem all that great, I really I like having Nintendo consoles, just because I know that that's that is the place I can go for my Zeldas, my Metroids, my whatevers. It's the mm-hmm. reason I haven't gotten a PS4 and Xbox One because I haven't seen anything besides Rocket League. Uh, that, <laughs> Rocket League is so fun. I haven't seen anything that really interests me from them. Because, Don't roll your eyes at me, Kaylin. <laughs> that game is so much fun. It is fun. Alright. All right. <laughs> I got it for PS4, and it, I can't wait for them to actually enable cross-platform parties. That's, that will be fun. There's cross-platform play right now. Yeah. So you can play people that are playing on PC, but I can't make a group with someone. Soon. Soon. Hopefully they fix the melting computer issue, too. I haven't run into that. Yeah. Well, apparently it's been overheating people's PlayStations and PCs, even people with the highest-end PCs. I've looked at forums. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's just their computer's running at 170 degrees. Fahrenheit for no reason, even though they have liquid cooling. No raisins whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I, we're getting close to wrapping up. Um, is there anything else that you guys are really excited for for the rest of this week? Um, anything that has been kind of a surprise coming to a GDQ for the first time? Um, I will say initially, um, you know, I'm not a big streamer. I'm not a big runner. I am definitely active in some communities, but, you know, in between working full time and and streaming and all of the things that I try and do outside of the Internet. Have a social life. Yeah, not really. But, you know, (laughs) you know, social life in quotes. Yes, yes. Social life, quote unquote. Um, It's just uh, I wasn't I was a little nervous about coming initially because I was like, you know, I'm not going to know that many people like no one's going to know who the heck this girl is. And then like coming and having just some like a lot of people actually run up and be like, Kaylin. And I'm like, wait, who are you? <laughs> like, um, It's just been really crazy. Like, I don't I haven't met anyone here who's been, you know, unfriendly. You can go up to anyone and start asking them questions about their games or join in on a conversation or stay up until 7 a.m. talking about just ridiculous things and being sleep deprived like no matter what you can find a friend here to hang out with and it's just been like an absolutely awesome experience i am already like man i can't wait to go to agdq and we're not even yeah. you know all the way through wednesday now Time to save money yeah right <laughs> um right save up those bucks it's just it's a crazy awesome community to be a part of and i can't be more thankful that i found it and get to be a part of it you know it's just been really really awesome I agree. I, I remember the first day of GDQ, well, it was Saturday, so technically before the marathon started, but um, <laughs> I got here, I took a nap in my room, and then I went downstairs just hoping to find someone I knew, and I ran into the Tropical Freeze guys and Spike Vegeta, and I introduced myself, and no one was mad at me, no one was mean. It was just, oh, hey, I've seen you in chats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's something that I experienced at AGDQ, and it was great to see it, and I, I didn't expect it to not 
but it was great to see it here as well. Um, And what's really fun for me has been coming back to a GDQ and seeing the people that I met the last time around and having that excitement of seeing your friend all over again. And leading up to it, everyone was so hyped about coming back and seeing everyone. Like, I'm going to warn you right now, you're going to have the post-GDQ sadness. Oh, I know. I can already feel it. it, (laughs) It's going to be a thing. Um, And you look forward to that community again, and then someone will have the first post-GDQ stream, and everyone will show up in that stream, and you're like, oh my god, remember when this thing happened? And you have to try not to rub it in the face of people that weren't here. (laughs) I'm getting back to California at 9 a.m. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, and... For me, it's just so much fun to see people coming in and still having fun and still wanting to come back in six months and do this all over again. Yeah. And and being so contagious that other people want to come in and be a part of it as well. And, and, you know, raising a lot of money for a good charity is also a nice side benefit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, side note, shout out to the Yeti for being yes. awesome <laughs> yeah. and throwing in a good chunk of change towards the Shovel, thank, Shovel Knight run. Thank you, Based Yeti Gods. <laughs> based Yeti Gods. I have one of your t-shirts. I was wearing it yesterday. Um, and it also, I think it was because, uh, partly because Spike Vegeta was yeah. kind of shouting out your run. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that was, having people who just have that passion to see other people succeed as well. Yeah. I mean, Spike Vegeta is not really a Shovel Knight runner. No, no he's he, not. He's really. played the game. It's, it's similar to Tropical Freeze. That's what first attracted me to that community. Is mm-hmm. it's just there's no glitches. It's just precision platforming and being good at it. Yeah, but the fact that he's like, oh, you're you're cool. Yeah, you run a cool game. I want that to be done. Let's get Here's it a, done. <laughs> let's get it done. Here's a shout out, and the man has a golden voice. That's there's, true. There's no arguing with that. That's true. The, the Tropical Freeze community actually has many golden voices. They it's all have very so lovely true. speaking voices. They do. They do. Um, well. Thank you so much for doing this, guys. It was of kind of a last-minute thing, um, <laughs> and putting up with the, the setup <laughs> that, <Yeah. laughs> that I went through. Um, but thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you guys in person. Yeah, same like, here. Yes. It's been <laughs> amazing getting to know you guys just through the chats and through you know everything, but mm. actually getting to, to see everyone at IRL, as it's said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been very interesting meeting all these different people. Right, but at the same time, it's meeting your friends yeah it's just you're like okay there's that initial awkwardness of okay are you the same in person as you are on the internet yes okay cool yeah let's be friends (laughs) i actually had that same conversation with one of my current roommates earlier because she came in and uh, when i was doing my 12 hour challenge for kirby 64 Mm -hmm. and she came in at a point to my stream where i had been streaming for five and a half hours with no food and I was getting Bad very frustrated. I was getting Bad very frustrated. Mantra. And so I told her, you know, don't worry. I'm much calmer in real life. And we had that conversation today. Like, you're right. You are much calmer in real life. <laughs> um, so how? Wait, actually, I'm going to ask that really quick. Who are you rooming with, and how did you get like hooked up with all of them? Um, I'm rooming with some people that found me on the uh, Speed Demos Archives roommate thread. For SGDQ, um, which is a good thing for those of you who are concerned about AGDQ and roommates. Yeah, it's, it's very easy to find to people. I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to edit or remove my post saying that I had found roommates. But even until the week before GDQ, I was getting messages: "Hey, we need people." So there you, you, go. you can make some new friends. Um, 
I haven't interacted with them too much, but they've been very nice people. Uh, but yeah, I met them on the forums. They sent me a, a request on Skype, and I talked with them uh, now and then just about, like, I'm really excited to go. I'm excited to meet this person and this person. Um, yeah, it, it's been a great experience. <laughs> awesome. And then the trip back is going to be fun for everyone. Oh, <laughs> yes, so much fun. Um, but thank you so much. This will be coming out hopefully tomorrow. So I'll, right. I'll let you guys know about that as well. Yeah. Um, one thing that we do just as a wrap-up to all of our, our podcasts is just wish each other GG. So thank you very much, guys. And as always, GG. GG. Yeah. GG.